What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble. And welcome back. We are now 20 episodes deep into the pods. I really do appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Uh, my recent episode against the Grizzlies just hit 28 listens, and that is now the highest listen to episode that I've ever put out. And I really think a lot of it has to do with the titles. Um, I get a lot of love um, from you guys on Twitter because of the titles, and I really do appreciate that. I'd like to have a ton of fun with every title that I do. It's kind of become my thing, my niche, or whatever you want to call it, my little staple, or whatever I do. But uh, I try to have fun with uh, someone's name on the other team, or like the team name on the other team. Um, I just try to have some fun with it, man. Make it kind of corny, kind of funny, or whatever. You guys get a kick, get a kick out of it. So that's all that matters to me. Anything to make it more intriguing. Um, but yeah, guys, we are back tonight in Houston. Start of a three-game road trip, I believe. The first of the three-game road trip. Um, we in Houston, baby. The Rockets are atrocious. Really, really bad team. Um, and the Clippers rested a few guys tonight. Had the same injury report um, as last time, except Paul George is coming back. And we had Marcus Morris sit out. Late scratch uh, is upon us. Late scratch season is upon us again. Marcus Morris sat out tonight a couple minutes before tip-off that was announced. So, uh, yeah, same injury report. Rondo out again tonight. Kawhi out again tonight. But he did travel with the team, so like, that is a good sign. Uh, maybe we might see him, you know, at the last game of the road trip or whatever. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, Kawhi traveling on the road trip is a really good sign. Um, you know, he's feeling good most likely. So that's a good thing to see. Um... And the Clippers make to look to make it four in a row tonight. Uh, they're coming into tonight forty-two and nineteen, and this team was twenty-six and sixteen at one point. Man, they were only ten games above five hundred. And I know ten games seems like a lot, but for the talent that this team has, ten only ten games over five hundred was not satisfying. Um, they were like a middle of the pack defensively, um, and you know, just things weren't coming together. And then ever since that Atlanta game, man, we're a month removed from the Atlanta game. And I put out a tweet. We're like fifteen and three since then. Um, we're top ten on both sides of the ball with the number one offense, number seven defense, and like the number two net rating in the enti- entire league. Uh, so just to throw some numbers at you. Um, really good stuff in the clips this past couple of weeks or even month, uh, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, man, Clips look to make it four in a row tonight. Let's get into the game. And before we get into that, um, if you guys do not follow me on Twitter, it is at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore on Twitter. Break down Clipper games, live tweet as much as I can. And speaking of live tweeting, um, I missed a pretty big chunk of the first quarter and like the first like couple minutes of the second. I was getting off of work. I jammed home, came home for about 15 minutes, and I had to go back out again, do some stuff. Um, so I missed a good chunk of that first quarter. Um, I think I watched like five minutes of the game, uh, of that first quarter rather, and then I missed like the first like three minutes of the second. But I was able to catch the entire second half, and uh, it was a really bad. It was just a bad game, man. It really was. Um, but let's get into it. Let's get into uh, the first quarter. And first quarter highlight: Paul George got the ball stuck on the back of the rim. And I've never seen something like that before from that angle. Usually, you know, they'll get it stuck off of like a jump shot or something. I've seen a few times where it'll like hit the back rim, it'll bounce straight up, and then it'll like land back down on the back of the rim. But Paul George came from the right side and like laid it up, like he finger rolled it or something. 
and it just stuck. It just got stuck. It was so weird. I've never seen anything like that from that angle, but that happened. That was pretty funny to see. Um, he was missing some good looks early, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, he's getting some good looks. He shot, he was uh, pretty uh, bad from three uh, early on. He was like one of seven or something uh, from three. He was two of eight overall uh, to begin the game. Uh, but he was aggressive, man. Getting to the um, got to the line tonight. Um, he um, he was just being aggressive, and that's all you can ask for uh, when your when your star player is out. Paul George shooting eight shots in that first quarter was really, really good to see. It might have even been more than that, but uh, I know for a fact he shot eight uh, uh, eight shot attempts, and he got to the line uh, five times in that first quarter. He had 14 points in that first. Uh, two, Pat, uh, he was pretty good early on. He had two early threes. Uh, Patrick Patterson had 12 points tonight. He scored all of them in the first half, I believe. In the second half, he was really, really bad. Um, he didn't play a whole lot in that second half. He was really, really bad on both ends, missing some shots. Um, he just he couldn't close the game. He was super bad in that second half, and he's just been bad defensively uh, for most of the season. So, uh, but I mean, he had those two early threes. He did his thing in that first half. But I mean, Paul George was struggling in that first quarter, like I said. But I mean, being aggressive, uh, getting to the foul line. Um, and I wasn't here for the start of the second quarter, uh, but the defense was really, really shaky to begin the game. Houston was getting open looks. They were scorching the nets from three early on, but I think that ended up drifting away. What did the Rockets shoot from three tonight? So they're four for eight to start, and then they ended up shooting 13 of 42 from deep in the game. So yeah, definitely drifted off. They were like two for seven uh, after they were four for eight early in the game. I want to give a quick shout out to Noah Eagle, the guy, uh, the man that does the radio uh, broadcasting for the clubs. He does a great job. Uh, he's he kept me in the game, kept me in the uh, in the loop. You know, obviously, you know, he does a really good job. Um, and uh, obviously, that runs in the family. Radio broadcasting runs in the family. So uh, really good stuff from Noah. Shout out to him. Obviously, obviously, he's gonna listen to this. So. Uh, I <laughs> uh, just wanted to put that out there. Shout out to my boy Noah. Um, uh, Tupac, he had uh, he had a couple of offensive boards tonight. He had a couple of missed tippins, but he had a couple of nice boards. Uh, he he got the ball. He just went right back up with it. He had a couple of failed tippins, but I mean the effort was there from him. He had four offensive rebounds in that first half, and uh, that was about it. But uh, he uh, good attempts. Uh, but I mean, overall, the first half the Clippers looked sluggish. Usually they come in with that next man up mentality, but they just looked really, really slow in that first half. And let's get into our halftime thoughts. Sixteen field goal attempts for Paul George at the half was awesome. Twenty points for him in that first half. Uh, Demarcus Cousins came in in that first half. Obviously, you know, has a chip on his shoulder. This is the team that waved him early on in the season. Um, he's he's still doing his thing on offense, man. I mean, obviously he can't move. I think I've said that every single podcast ever since we got him. But he's doing his thing on the block, man. He can still get a bucket every now and then. He still can bully them. Um, I mean, having them out there, man, it's tough to switch. Uh, I mean, when you have all these teams switching, it's hard uh, when he's out there because he's going to take advantage of that mismatch. He's going to bully you. He's going to muscle you in. And it's going to be a nightmare if you switch like a little guard on him because he's going to get a bucket every time. But uh, Amir Coffey was pretty good. Uh, what did he do tonight? He had 10 points. On two of five shooting, five of six from the line. He also had five rebounds and he had three assists. So pretty good all around stat line for Amir tonight in 25 minutes. Um, he had a nice three pointer tonight, one on one from deep. Um, and Tupac was good in that first half. Like I said, he had a few threes, but the second half he didn't really play a whole lot because he was really really bad. And the Clippers had 10 turnovers in that first half and ended up turning the ball over 14 times. So a lot better in that second half. 
Um, and Yogi Ferrell didn't get any run tonight in that first half or in that second half for the entire game. Uh, him and Arturo did not get any run. Obviously, Marcus Morris was resting. But I, was thought, I thought it was interesting that Yogi Ferrell didn't play tonight. But, I mean, Reggie Jackson was really good tonight. Um, not necessarily shooting the ball, but, I mean, in the clutch, he bailing us out. 19-5-5 for Reggie. Um, let's get into our next segment, the second half of the game. Zubats got his fourth foul. He stayed in the game. There wasn't big. There wasn't a big issue. Uh, he ended up with five fouls, played 24 minutes. Uh, Marcus Cousins played 15 minutes tonight. Nicholas Batum played 33 minutes tonight. And another uh, Nick Batum game where he doesn't really score, but he had eight rebounds and five assists, two blocks. He had that nice sequence where he got a block and then he gave it to PG. Uh, on the fast break, he got an and one off it. It was a really, really nice layup. But the second half, man, there was no energy to start off the second. Both sides, they were awful effort defensively. The Clippers just had no pop. They weren't sharp. And that, then that, uh, that PG uh, and one sequence happened. And they needed a much, there was a much needed spark needed from anyone out there. But that uh, and one, uh, that platoon block to PG and one didn't really do much. Uh, cut the lead down to like two or something. But for the most part, I mean, the Rockets were... The, the Rockets had, like, a, a two-point lead. They were, like, trading buckets, but that uh, that third quarter was really, really bad. It was one of the worst quarters I've ever seen. The team shot combined 13 of 44, 12 turnovers combined, and we were just so lucky, man, to be down only four. Uh, I mean, any other, like, playoff team or even, like, average team, like an eight seed or something, we would have been down 20. Um, but, I mean, this Rockets team is just so horrendous that we are insanely lucky to still be in it. Um, but I mean, yeah, going into the fourth, DeMarcus Cousins still getting double teamed like we're in 2015. It's like the weirdest thing ever. I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, he's obviously still huge. He's a really big guy. He'll muster you down. But when the Clippers have as many shooters out there as they do, you can live with Boogie Cousins backing your big guy or backing anyone down because he's one of the worst finishers in the league. He shoots like 44% around the rim um which is awful obviously i mean if you know numbers and especially for a guy who takes the majority of his buckets or majority of his shot attempts around the rim 44 percent of the time if he's finishing that that's just awful that is so bad but i mean i don't understand why teams are still doubling him you saw that against the blazers he was getting doubled um and then tonight against houston i guess those really really bad defenses just have zero iq of what the fuck to like who to double and why um, but I just don't understand why Boogie was getting doubled or he, why he's still getting doubled nowadays when he's not really much of a threat to finish around the basket, I guess. I don't know. He'll get like a bully bucket every now and then. But I mean, if he's throwing up like hook shots or, or like a baby hook or whatever, that's it's not going in. Um, he just has really bad touch around the rim. But I mean, like I said, he'll get like a bully bucket every now and then. But I mean, he's 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 all right with shooting threes. Like the top of the key three is pretty good for him. But I mean, I, I just don't understand why teams are doubling Boogie still. Um... And the turnovers, man, the, the 14 turnovers on the night, and about five of them were just passes to no one. I mean, some of these were just like, you just get like a random group of like guys at like the gym, and you just you just have zero chemistry, and you're just throwing these errant passes, these stupid passes. That's what it looked like tonight. And one of them, one pass that really stood out to me was the Nicholas Batum no-look pass to Terrence Mann at the top of the key. Like, why? Like, you're not fooling anyone with a simple... Uh, wing-to-wing pass. I don't, it wasn't even a wing-to-wing pass. It was like a top-of-the-key to the right-wing pass, and Batum decided to throw like a no-look. He was like looking at Zubas in the post, and he just threw a really shit pass to Terrence Mann on the right wing. It was so stupid. I was so mad because 
the game was super tight. I mean, you're coming off of a really, really awful third quarter, both sides. You're trying to come out here and, you know, take some momentum into that fourth or in the fourth. And you throw, I don't know, it was just a really stupid pass. I mean, I love Nicholas Batum. The IQ is off the charts, but that no-look pass to Tam at the top of the key made zero sense to me. It's just throw the pass, bro. He's not getting denied or anything. Just, just throw him the ball. Like, you're not fooling anyone. I mean, Terrence Mann wasn't expecting it either. And by this point of the season, you ha- you already know those guys have chemistry. Those guys have played so many minutes together. It's just it's just really questionable. But, I mean, it didn't matter in the end, obviously. Uh, the Clippers ended up going on an 8 run. They were up, like, 90-89. to um, Really, really good stuff from them. And Reggie Jackson came to life, man. He started bailing us out with some big government-type threes. You know, obviously, you know, that's his nickname. Um, and John Wall was really good tonight, man. Got to show him some love. I mean, I'm so glad to just see him back out there again. 27 and 13 on 9 of 22. Really, really bad shooting for three. He was 1 of 7. He got to the line nine times, made the free throws eight times. But that was a really, really good John Wall game. He's had a good. He's pretty good on uh, on Paul George defensively. Uh, he held PG to 10 of 27 from the field. I mean, he still got his 33. He still did his thing, but uh john wall had a nice steal he i don't know did he, if he like pulled the chair or paul george just fell down like in the clutch paul george had a turnover largely due to john wall's defense uh he was in some tough mid-range shots man john wall was uh it's just some yeah you just shake your head um but i mean he was good tonight man it was good to see him ball out it's the first time he's played against the clippers in forever because that first meeting we've had back at home I'm, he was out um, if you guys remember, obviously the way the Clippers were on like a 41 to like four run, it was insane. Uh, yeah, but John Wall, it was really good to see him play, man. It's just, it's been good to see him out there. I obviously no one watches the Rockets except for Rockets fans, but, uh, it was good to see him ball out tonight. It's been, it's just been good seeing him back out there, man. Uh, looking healthy. He puts like, he's put up like 20 points a game, man. Quietly under the radar, obviously, because you know, the Rockets are awful, but he's been good this year, man. He's been really, really good. Uh, Paul George getting it done in the clutch again, man. Using his size on that right wing or that right like area, the right mid-range area. He's just posting up, shooting right over the top of guys, hitting some tough shots, man. He's just getting it done in the clutch, getting to the line, being aggressive, attacking, doing his thing. 30-plus again for Paul George, 33 to be exact. And this is a really bad Luke Kennard game. Uh, he's just he's pretty much a ghost out there. What did he put up tonight? I don't even remember like anything that he did. Uh, five points, two attempts, one and six from three. Two steals. Um, he was a minus three out there. But, I mean, uh, everyone has that game, man. Uh, he was just off tonight. He was obviously really, really good in that last game. Put up a season-high 28. I think he had a career-high in three-pointers, too. I think I saw that, uh, like, earlier on Twitter. I think six is his career-high from three, which is crazy to me. Because I, I would have thought definitely he had, like, an eight three-point uh, made game or something. But apparently not. I could be totally wrong. I could have just read something wrong. But... I think he either tied or got his career high in three-pointers um, in that last game against, uh, shit, who was it? I don't even remember at this point. Um, but, I mean, really bad Luke Kennard game, but, I mean, he'll bounce back. He's He'll be fine. I'm not worried about him. Ten free throw attempts for Paul George tonight, and I, I, that's got to be a season high, right? Or somewhat close to it. Definitely top three. Uh, just having double digits and free throws. Even I would be happy if Paul George got six free throw attempts every game, or set, six or seven free throw attempts every game for Paul George would be super sick in my opinion. But I mean, he came through in the clutch again, doing his thing. Clippers win 109-104. We barely squeezed one out in Houston. We're half a game back out of the two seed. The Suns are in Brooklyn uh, uh, within the next two days. I know that's their next game. I think they have a Brooklyn and a uh, New York Knicks back to back. I believe. 
Um, so that's going to be cool to see. I'm definitely going to be tuning into that Brooklyn game. Uh, hopefully one of the three Brooklyn stars play so we can get a get a uh, another game on Phoenix here. We are inching at that two seed, man. I think we're going to – I really do think we're going to get it. We, all, we do have one more meeting against Phoenix, I believe, in like a week or so, maybe even less than that. We play in Phoenix again, I'm pretty sure. And I wanted – I look he wanted to go to that game, but um, I, I think tickets are going to be too expensive. Um I, will, I want to go back to the Phoenix Suns Arena. That was dope. Really, really dope when I went. Uh, like, when the fuck was that? That was almost a month ago. My God, man. Time flies. Um, Clippers win 109-104. Like I said, Paul George had 33-14. and 14. A similar stat line. He had that same type of stat line against Portland, I believe. Uh, he had like a really, really high rebound game. Four assists, two steals. He's had 30-plus in seven of his last eight games. Reggie Jackson had 19, 5-5, five five, two steals. Evita Zubats, 12 points, eight rebounds, and an assist. Tupac had 12-6, and six, mostly in the first half. And DeMarcus Cousins had 11-8 and eight, and two assists as well. Clippers moved to 43-19. and 19, And let's take a look at the schedule right here. Let's see what we got going. Obviously, we have two more on the road. We play New Orleans on Monday. We have a two-day break. Wow, that's insane to me. A two-day break. We had the weekend off. We back at it on Monday in New Orleans. And the last time we went to New Orleans, I believe we lost uh, by like 20 or something. So we definitely got to get our lick back there. Um, we played in New Orleans at 5 on Monday. So we'll be back to that night for that recap. And then we play, yep, we play Phoenix on the 28th on Wednesday. We are in Phoenix and we come back home against Denver. So we have two tough games in a row. Um, but we get a couple of days off in between those games, so that's going to be really, really good. So I can't wait for these next two games, man. Next three games, actually. New Orleans at Phoenix and versus Denver at home. I'll be recapping all of those games. You guys know the deal. I'm not going to try. I'm going to try to make every single game. Uh, try to recap every single one of these games, except for the weekend ones. Yeah, that we have a Monday, or not Monday, a Sunday game against the Knicks. It's a matinee game. I won't be able to do that. But that should be a win. I mean, the Knicks are good, man. I'm not going to underestimate them. But we should still be able to win that. Um, and, yeah. I mean, if you guys are new to the pods, I do appreciate it. Make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. I really do appreciate it. And, yeah. Go Clippers.